It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Now, this may be a question without notice for uh, Georgie Boyd, but uh, the big subject of the day has been off the back of a certain decision made by the New South Wales uh, Appeals Board about uh, James McDonald coming back on Saturdays. If you're a superstar, do you get a bit of leniency? That seems to be the perception of some. Uh, I'm not sure it's applied in uh, the justice handed down in greyhound racing in recent years with some of the biggest players uh, brought down uh, after certain incidents. George joins us to talk about lots of other stuff, but just on the, the subject of star factor. How are you, George? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, question without notice. Mate. That's, it's an interesting one when it comes to greyhound racing. I, I can't really think of too many off the top of my head. It certainly happens, or it seemingly happens in sports, doesn't it? Especially um, one that comes to mind is um, when you watch the, the great Michael Jordan Netflix doco, how... Um, Dennis Rodman just decided to pick up and go to Vegas for 48 hours and they just sort of let him go, <laughs> which I think is uh, quite funny. Now, if he was a lesser player, they probably would have suspended him or, you know, had to leave without pay or something. But um, yeah, that is one that certainly comes to mind where his star power and his ability to help them win a championship um, wasn't getting in the way of him punishing him. That's and I think that was at the height of Dennis Rodman's cross-dressing era too, wasn't it? <laughs> I reckon it was. I think he wore something a little bit light and off the shoulder down the streets of Vegas uh, that weekend. Um, all right. So, but, you know, obviously when the, the big scandal broke in Greyhound Racing a few years ago, the, 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 there was no uh, special conditions for the big players, as we know. So certainly uh, no, not a factor. Certainly no, I, there wasn't. And sometimes rules and, and um, the rules and the punishments change um, depending on the jurisdictions and stuff, but I think it's been uh, a pretty straight bat uh, when you're, we're talking about star power. Hey, we're going to talk about, uh, speaking of star power and a straight line, Unleash Kalinda we're going to talk about in a minute, but first the Horsham Cup uh, uh, and uh, dominance from a, from a certain kennel. Yeah, you, you wouldn't mind um, the bank account of the Gill family at the moment, so, uh, Matt, that's for sure. Well, the interesting part of Jungle Panther's amazing win, for those that didn't see the replay, he probably flopped about two or three lengths last and still ended up winning. His first split was 6.73 in the final. In the heat, he went 6.48. So if somebody said to Jeff Gill, your greyhound's going to begin four and a half lengths slower in the final as he did in the heat, he'd probably say, well, I'm 100 to 1 to win. But the greyhound just had an unbelievable will to win, and he just powered home and won quite easily at the end by two and a quarter lengths. And I, and we've, I, think we've dis- I think I've discussed this with you on radio before, uh, just a shout-out to his damn uphill Jill, uh, Matt, because I think we've discussed how... And I speak... This is a, a great, um, probably, pub topic where people say, you know, Maccabi Diva and Sunline and these... They'd never go on to produce um, anything special. And uphill Jill was a Group 1 bona fide champion star. And there's always that question mark because it's the same sort of theory applies in grain racing. But she's bucked the trend. She threw Kablenz in her first litter mat, and, and now she's thrown, obviously, Jungle Panther in her second. And she's got a couple of litters... Uh, one, I think, about to break in, and another one about to be born for Aston Rupee. So she's not done yet. But it's an interesting um, talking point, because I know um, we've discussed it in the Gallops, and it is discussed from time to time in the Greyhounds as well. Yeah. Oh, funny you should mention it. I was watching on YouTube yesterday five of the world's great race mares and what happened to them afterwards as far as their breeding record goes. And there was three American ones. Uh, Winx was one of them. There were three Americans, one, ones, I can't remember its name, but it was the first filly ever to win the Belmont Stakes, or the first filly in 100 years, and her foals were a living disaster of, of slowness. And uh, Rachel Alexandra, Dud, 
Zenyatta, Dud. So there is something about when a champion broodmare or brood bitch can pass it on. It's a bit special because it doesn't happen all the time. No, no, it doesn't. And look, I mean, it's, it's happened in grain racing. Flying Amy was one of the 90s, if you remember that name, who was an absolute superstar, eight-time eight track record holder, came to Victorian and won a Group 1. She threw a greyhound called Just the Best, who was a fantastic sire and a track record holder. But there has been some failures in between. Um, uh, Santa Bale's been pretty good. She threw a group winner in her first um, batch. Look, they weren't brilliant, but I suppose the expectations, considering they come from such a good mum, are always that high. It's, it's tough. But uh, uh, Uphill Jill certainly bucked the trend. She's been a terrific producer. I'm wondering whether we're not making enough of Unleash Kalinda. Uh, this is the straight track freak who goes faster than anything. I know Horsham's not um, uh, the main game, so to speak, in greyhound racing, but I think to promote the straight line greyhound racing, to promote Hillsville, to promote pure speed, I wonder whether GRV should um, invest a little bit more in uh, the marketing of Unleash Kalinda. Yeah, look, he's certainly got the record for it, Matt. I mean, his last 12 starts, he's won 11 times at Hillsville, and on three occasions, he's either broken somebody else's track record or his own. And you know what I loved? It was a little bit of rope-a-dope, in a sense. I know I know, this is not planned, but it's just a little bit of theatre. He wasn't the fastest qualifier for the Emerald and probably gave um, some of his rivals or connections at least uh, you know, a fighting chance. Then he just comes out in the final and wins. He defeated Not For Profit, who was the fastest um, heat winner. Um, and look, now he's won a hundred, over $100,000, predominantly racing up a straight, which five or ten years ago was unheard of, Matt. Uh, and and lesser, lesser, lesser attrition up the straight, all these little selling points. And if you can win a hundred grand going to Hillsville and running in a straight line, it's, it's a pretty good sell, I reckon. Yeah, the, the funny thing with him is, well, obviously Jason Thompson, the trainer, has identified that this is where he does his best racing. He has gone as quick as 2473 at Ballarat, mind you, which is only about a length and a half outside the track record. So he's very fast wherever he goes, but clearly, and, and he's had a couple of cracks at country cups around the corner, Matt, and didn't perform as well. So um, with the price money so good at Hillsville with races like the Emerald, um, why not? Why not stay there? And as I said, he's had 31 starts. He's won 21 times. And his prize money's ticked over a hundred thousand now. Terrific victory in the Emerald. Uh, great to see a good crowd there as well. And I think it's a race that will just be built on. I loved the um, the format of it, where you want you could have won your heat, but if you weren't the eight fastest greyhounds among the eight heats, um, you didn't get into the final. Something different, uh, bringing something different. What if you get a hologram of uh, uh, Carl Lewis or someone and have it running in the straight line with? Uh with our old mate Unleash Kalinda, just to illustrate how fast Unleash Kalinda is in a straight line compared to the, the fastest men on earth. Oh, you know what? It would be good. And I think people have discussed this, like the world record line, um, and have where Unleash Kalinda would be running um, up against other greyhounds up the straight at Hillsville, just for another little um, thing. You could, sort of could do it up a straight a little bit better, like they do in the swimming, I suppose, when the Olympics are on. But... Um, yeah, look, he's a, he's a freakish talent, um, and as I said, he's recorded Hillsville. He's, he's uh, pretty much unbeatable. I don't think I've seen a greyhound up the straight so dominant. A uh, long way to go for the Victorians to flop in the Perth Cup heats. Yeah, look, it just it just wasn't their night last Saturday. Obviously, Fernando Mick, um, fresh off his exploits in the Australian Cup, had a couple of weeks off and just missed the kick and was never really in contention. Kelsey Bale was so stiff. She got beaten by the barest of margins. She's first reserve. 
Um, I thought the box draw was going to be tonight, but it was actually last night. And we have got two equal favourites here. Elite Machine off box one for Jamie Marsh and Electrified off box three. Now, people will remember Electrified racing in Victoria um, leading up um, against um, Amron Boy and Kelsey Bale. So the form line reads really well uh, with Electrified. Record back in Perth is amazing. Got the early speed in the race to lead. It's a, it's a cracking race, but you think Elite Machine and Electrified are the Greyhounds to beat $200,000 to the winner there, Matt, um, on Saturday night. And it's probably a nice little appetiser into the sand group of the slot race, which comes up a month later in Perth. So interesting to see. And there's a couple of slots still available and, um, you know, a really good performance from any of these Greyhounds. And they probably get a spot um, in uh, next month's um, sand group. If Wow She's Fast ran into Rejuvenate right now around the meadows over the, the standard middle distance, what would happen? Ooh. This is really exciting for me to talk about Rejuvenate because on Saturday night, he ran 29.55 or 56, Matt, as you know. Just to give people a guide, if you can run really fast down the back straight and get home in about 12 seconds, you're going very, very well. He got home in 11.85, and that's the scary part because he's a track record holder over 450 metres, but his run-home time suggested if he was ever to run over 600 metres, Matt, he would be unbelievable. And I think the same applies to an Amron boy. But this greyhound has got himself into really nice positions and, and just blown opposition away. Pound for pound, he's as quick as well. She's fast. I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, he's got a long way to go to, to be able to um, feature in the exploits um, she was able to achieve. But um, he's right there. And I believe a golden Easter egg uh, campaign is on the cards. I'm not sure Wentworth Park is a track that would um, necessarily suit him, but with a greyhound of his ability, you certainly have to have a go. But another unbelievable victory there. And I hope we get to see him more on two turns. As dominant as, as he has been on the one-turns map, um, his two wins at the Meadows have come in amazing time. You've mentioned Amron Boy twice this morning. You know it's still too soon. Oh, well, That's twice you've mentioned Amron Boy, and I thought, George oh. knows that it's a sensitive issue with me. <laughs> One of my favourite... Um, Text, I reckon on a Saturday night is when he got beat one day because you were, we were all. Was I a tad unkind? No, no, I just. Well, it's the old thing about speaking from your pocket a little bit. But look, I mean, look, we hope, hopefully, we get to see him back. I mean, a race like the Harrison Dawson is one that I'm really looking forward to. Hopefully, we get to see rejuvenate against Amron Boy and these type of greyhounds. I think it'll be absolutely fantastic. But uh, look, rejuvenate's had that base now. He's won 17 of 19. Now let's go with the big boys. Let's race in some Group 1 races. And I'm sure, I'm, they're not hiding away from him. I'm not suggesting that for one second. But um, he's got the ability now to take the next step. Well, exciting times. It's Every week it's exciting. That's the good thing about greyhound racing. Good on you, George. No worries. Talk soon, mate. Georgie Ferrugia there.